Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. It's Monday morning, Motivational Monday once again. Sorry about last week, I was underneath the weather. I couldn't even talk too well last week. But we are here today, amen, and we are in Deuteronomy 7. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and I thank you for this is the day that you have made and I will rejoice, O Lord God, and be glad in it. I thank you for this morning, for your word, Father. Speak to our hearts. Let it be you and not us, Father. Move upon our homes and families, Father, for this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And my lovely Sandra is reading the word. All right. Good morning. We are reading Deuteronomy uh, chapter 7. I'm in the NIV version. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. And when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. Do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons, for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you. This is what you are to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, cut down their Asherah poles and burn their idols in the fire. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your forefathers that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is, faith, he is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. But those who hate him will repay to their face by destruction. Excuse me. He will repay to their face by destruction. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. Therefore, take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to you 
excuse me, swore to your forefathers. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine and oil, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks in the land that he swore to your forefathers to give you. You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless, nor any of your livestock without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. You must destroy all the peoples the Lord your God gives over to you. Do not look at them with pity and do not serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. You may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes the great trials, the miraculous signs and wonders, the mighty hand and outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. Do not be terrified by them, for the Lord your God who is among you is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you, little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once, or the wild animals will multiply around you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, throwing them into great confusion until they're destroyed. He will give their kings into your hand and you will wipe out their names from under heaven. No one will be able to stand up against you. You will destroy them. The images of their gods you are to burn in the fire. Do not covet the silver and gold on them and do not take it for yourselves or you will be ensnared by it for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house or you like it will be set apart for destruction. Utterly arbor and detest it for it is set apart for destruction. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Amen. Word of the Lord this morning. Wow, so much, so much uh, I can say about this particular chapter. But, you know, let's let's just go right right from the beginning where where it says, you know, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, you know, which you shall possess and cast out the nations, you know, and he goes into the seven nations that he talks about, all these itites, you know what I mean? <laughs> all different ones, you know, he says there are seven nations that are mightier, mightier than you. You know, and, and that's pretty much us us today that when God might ask us to do something, God might ask us to to turn away from something, to not to do certain things. And we have to make sure that we pay attention to what God is showing us, that we mind his word, because, you know, here the Lord is saying, you know, the, that the Lord, you know, is going to bring you, you know what I mean, into this land that he himself is going to take you. And, and if God is before us, you know. Who can be against us? And, and the God himself is doing this. And he says that these seven nations that are mightier than, than you are. So, you know, I was thinking about this and I thought about, you know, if I'm just one person and there are seven people against me, you know, and a fight, 
you know, my odds are not that good because that's seven to one. So I'm thinking about that. And I say like, wow, but the Lord shall deliver you. The Lord shall be with you. Because that's what God is saying here. He says, you know, he says, you know, to do these things. And in verse two, he says, and when the Lord your God delivers them. So who's delivering them? The Lord. You know, it's not even us that have to do the fight. You know, he's going to do the fight. You know, you know, you shall conquer them, you know, and you shall destroy them and you shall make no covenant with them, no show mercy to them. Many times God is trying to keep us from going into a place or, or doing something that's going to hurt us, you know, and he's trying to direct us. He's trying to speak to us and he's trying to tell us, do these things. You know, the, the word there, you know, that that utterly destroy, you know, really means, you know, to annihilate, you know, to get rid of, you know, do not allow these things, you know, to take hold of you. Do not allow them to have control over you. And, and, and it's easy for, you know, sometimes for us to do what, you know, what, what we want to do and not what the Lord wants us to do. You know, because it's, it's telling us, do these things, destroy these things, you know. But then again, men would think, you know, how can I how can I get away from not doing that? Because, you know, it goes into verse three, it says, nor shall you make marriages with them. So in other words, God wants them to destroy these people, you know, to annihilate them, you know. But then again, God was always saying, you know, these people, they're going to turn around. They're going to do something, you know. So marriage, you know, is a covenant that you that you have with someone. You know, but the Lord is telling them beforehand, you shall not give your daughters, your sons over to them. You should not mix over with them. But a lot of times, again, we like to take the easy way out. You know, we like to take the easy way out. And that's what they were, that, that, that's what God felt that they were going to do. That They were going to do the easy way out. And a lot of times if we, we go the easy way, it's not going to be good for us. It's not going to be good for us because if God is challenging us to do certain things, we need to do that. We need to, to hear his voice and listen to him because you know why? Because if you don't do these things, now the Lord is saying, what says in verse four, they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. It's pretty simple, you know. They will turn from me. You know, your children will turn from me. You know, if you allow them to, to live, allow, allow these other nations to live, they will become part of that nation. You know, if it's like anything else. If, if you're not in a neighborhood and, and you are in the streets all the time, you'll be speaking the way they speak because that's what you hear all the time. You know, and you will turn like them. But, you know, God is telling them, I don't want you to, to go to that point, you know. So God is telling them, turn to me, because if not, your children will turn against me, will not follow me. But look what the Lord says at the end of verse 4. He says, you know, if my anger will arouse, I will destroy you suddenly. Those are harsh words. Those are harsh words. That's what God is saying. I will destroy you. And I was reading that, and I, and I said, like, man. That's hard. And then Deuteronomy 6.15, the chapter before, it says, for the Lord your God is a jealous God. You know, he wants all of us, not just part of us, you know. And it says, it's a jealous God, a God among you. 
lest the anger of your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. Look, those are deep words that God can destroy us from the face of the earth. So in other words, God would do to them what they're not, what they're not doing to the enemy. Because God already told them to destroy the enemy. You know, don't give the enemy any room, you know, destroy these nations, annihilate them. That's what we just read earlier. Annihilate them, you know, don't give them a chance, you know, you know, destroy them because God is trying to keep them from going in the wrong path. But look in verse five, he says, but when you, but thus you shall deal with them, the, the word says, you shall destroy the altars. You know, and you shall break down the scarlet pillars and cut down the wooden images and burn the carved images with fire. You know, so God has given them certain instruction. This is what you're going to do. You got to remove all the signs of the enemy. You got to remove all this temptation from you. You got to get it away from you. You shall destroy it. You know, and in Deuteronomy 12, uh, verses 2 and 3, he says, you shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall possess, where they serve their gods, in the high mountains, in the hills, and on every tree. And it says in verse 3, and you shall destroy the altars, break down the scarlet pillars, and burn the wooden images with fire, and cut down the carved images, their gods, and destroy the names from these places. So God is telling them, you need to do certain things. You need to get away from these images, you know. And I remember, I remember when I was, when I was uh, uh, back in the day, when I had hair, uh, I don't think some of you guys never saw me wear hair before, but back in the day, and I was, uh, I was uh, a pastor, and I was ministering, and, and I used to go to a lot of homes and stuff like that and pray with them, spread, pray with their families. But I also remember my cousins, you know, they were missionaries to Haiti, and when they returned from Haiti back, and I'm, I'm going back, whew, back in the, before the 70s, you know, they brought back all these carved images from Haiti, all these images of, of slavery, all these images of, of wooden carvings and all that. And, you know, and for the longest time that it didn't sit well with me when I, when I look upon these images, because where they came from, you know, and, 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 um, and, and there was this, there's a lot of devil worship in Haiti. There was a lot of uh, uh, spirits at the running rapid in Haiti, you know, and these images did not rest good with us, you know. So, you know, me and, me and, me and my wife, you know, we, we, we prayed about it. And guess what? We ended up destroying these images and getting rid of them. Why? Because I didn't want nothing, nothing that belonged to the enemy to come into my home, to come into my house. And that's what God is trying to tell them here. Because, you know, the scarlet play at the pillars that he talks about here, they're usually stone, you know, and they were made and they were made and erected uh, to God. Now, we as God's children back in uh, the Israelites, they, they set up certain altars, depending upon where they were at, to the Lord. But also our enemy, you know, uh, also they raised up altars too. And a lot, and these altars that they're referring to here were pretty much associated with the Canaanites, you know, and they were Baal worshipers, you know, they will worship other gods, you know, and, and thinking about, and I was reading that word at the, when I was doing my study about Baal and, and, and the worship that they did to him, 
you know, and, and, and just not long ago in 2016, in New York City, they uh, put up a, a, a similar altar to Bell, you know, in New York City, you know, so our nation already has started to do these kind of things, you know, we, at their, going back to this, to this God, you know, and coming up in, in this September in Washington, D.C., they saw they're supposed to be also lifting up another arch to Bell in Washington, D.C. So I see these things and, it's, and I'm wondering, you know, what, what happened? God already told the people to destroy these things. God already told the people that, that destroy these nations. And it went, then they didn't do it. Guess what? Years later, they start showing their true colors. You know, they start coming out, you know, and that's why we need to make sure that that we hear the word of the Lord, you know, and, and we obey his word and and we stand and we walk away from these kind of things. And, and because the, our enemy wants to destroy us and he wants to present all these beautiful things to us. And sometimes if you don't know what it's all about, you know, and if it's not and it's not to glorify God guess what? It's going to open up a door to something else and we need to be aware. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I'm just saying that we need to be wise. We need to be wise. If it doesn't glorify God, you know, whatever it is that God is telling us, because this could be anything. These images, you know, that, that we're talking about, you know, that could be anything. You could, you could have, you could make an image out of anything. You can make an image out of your car. You can make an image out of what you owe, you know, about your bank account. You can make an image of just about anything. You can even idolize your children, you know, and they take the place of God, you know. And so we have to be careful and we listen to the word of the Lord and what he's trying to tell us, you know, to don't love these things, you know, put these things away, you know, get rid of them, destroy them, you know, and just come to me. Because you know why? Because we are his people. We are his children. Because look what it says in verse 6. You are a holy people. You are a holy people to God. The Lord, your God, has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure. That's who we are. He, he looks at us, and we are a special treasure. He loves every single one of us. And this morning, we can, we can just praise him just for that. We can just thank him because he says that, you know, that we are special. That's right, Nicole, you're special. June, come on, you're special. Doug, you're special before the Lord. Jennifer, that's right. That's right, I see you driving. You're special for the Lord, you know, and you need to hear that. You need to hear that because we hear all the negative stuff that goes around us, you know, and all the stuff that is happening in our homes, in our families, and especially, yes, I've been reading a lot about the Freedom Conference and all the struggles that a lot of us are having and going through these last couple of days and weeks, you know, but God is still in control, my brothers and my sisters. God is still merciful and gracious, you know, and he's telling us, you are chosen. You are redeemed. You are, man, he says there, a special treasure. Come on now, a special treasure. Thank you, Lord, that I am special to you. Thank you, Father, that you hear me. Thank you, Lord, that you will never leave me nor forsake me. Look what it says in Exodus 19.5. It says, now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, obey the word of the Lord, and keep his covenant, keep his word, you, know, you will be a special treasure to me 
far above all the nations, far above anything else on the earth. Why? Because you are mine. You know, we belong to him. We are his special treasure. And he has chosen us today. He has chosen us today. And he wants to bless us. You know, in 1 Peter 2, 9, he says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yes, I know, I know that he's, that he's speaking to the people of Israel. But guess what? We're part of that. We have been grafted together with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We have also been chosen. We are his sons and his daughters. And he says, a holy nation, his own special people. Again, his own special people. Come on now. I like when people tell me that I'm special. You know, sometimes they come to me and they give me a hug and they, they tell me that they love me. You know, And I say like, wow, that's the love of God. That is God telling me that he loves me by other people. But guess what, my brothers and sisters, this morning, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, I love you. I love you. Why? Because that's who Pop Hernandez is. He loves people. He loves hugs. He loves getting together, you know, and I'll chase you down for a hug if I need to. But I would do that. Why? Because God has given me that for you guys. And that's the same kind of love because you know why? Because we are God's hands extended on this earth we are his mouthpiece and we are his hands extended every time you hug somebody in the love of christ you know you're sharing that love and you saying saying the lord loves you you're not alone so this morning you're not alone this morning the, the no matter what we're going through God is in control and God is telling you that you are my people, that you have been chosen, that you are mine. You know, it goes into John, you know, I, I, I got stuck in that word, you know, chosen, you know, and, and, and I feel that that's what God wants you to hear this morning, that he loves you and that he chose you and that you're not alone, that he is with you. He walks with you. He is there with you. And it says in John 15, 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Come on, here he goes again. I chose you. You know, because if it was up to us, we'd be doing whatever we, whatever craziness stuff out there. But because he chose us, he came after us. He left the 99 for you and for me, you know, and he chose us. And he, and not only that, not only that he chose you, he says, and appointed you appointed you that you should bear bear fruit that your fruit should remain that you that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give it to you he the father will give it to you whatever we ask the lord so therefore you know this morning god is telling you i love you you are mine i chose you you're not alone you know Whatever it is that, what, that we're facing this morning, we have to just turn to the Lord because he's already given us his word. He told us in the beginning, he told us, you know, do certain things. What is God telling us to do? I know what he told the Israelites, but what is God telling you to do? What is God challenging you to do? You know, do you have to do certain things for, the, for his kingdom? Do you have to, you know, let some things go? Because sometimes we need to let go of certain things. Come on. We need to let go of certain things and, and surrender them to God and say, here it is, Lord. 
here it is. If we're dealing, if we're dealing with a lot of a lot of negative stuff, we need just to surrender to God and say, God, here it is. I need more of your love. I need you to help me. I need you to strengthen me. Because these battles that you are facing, you know, they're not there to destroy you. You know, if they're there, they can be there to edify you, to build you up, to make you stronger. You know, because as we go through the storm, as we go through this difficult situation, our spirit man, as we draw closer to God, the word of God says he would draw closer to us and our spirit man will grow. You know, we'll become stronger in his word. We'll become stronger in who we are in him. And that's why we need to remove anything that is taking the place of our savior. Anything that is taking too much time away for the kingdom of God. Anything, anything that is that is in our way, we have to remove it and say, Lord, I want to see you in all this. I need to see you in all this and surrender it to God because he is there. He is there and he loves you. And he loves you. And again, I'm going to say, and he loves you. You know, you know, because look, look what it says. Look what it says in, in verse eight. But because the Lord loves you. Hey, Come on now. That's not Pop Hernandez saying that. That's the word of God right there. But because the Lord loves you and because he will keep the oath that he made to your fathers, you know, that's talking about Israel again, the oath that he will, you know, bring them back together again because he's going to keep that covenant. God's word will be fulfilled in your life. God's word, my brothers and sisters, is being fulfilled in your life. Do not question. Do not question because you haven't received yet. Do not question because you haven't received the answer yet, but trust in the Lord. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Today, I'm, I know that many, many are thinking, you know, my path is, you know, I don't know which direction I'm going to go. You know, the you know, Freedom Conference is coming and I'm going through a battle. But God is telling you, I will keep you. I will sustain you. I will hold you. I will walk through. You know, Psalm 23 says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, even though, even though you might be in a dark place because of the struggles that you're facing, but well, look what it says. You're still on your feet because it says there that you are walking through the valley and you don't walk alone. You don't walk alone. He says, you're going to walk through the valleys of the shadow of death. I will not fear, for thou art with me. Come on now. God is with you in the storm. God is with you in the situation. God is with us this morning. So whatever it is that we are facing, surrender it to the Lord and trust in his word. Trust in his word. This morning, he has told you already, you are chosen. He has told you already, because the Lord loves you. Because the Lord loves you. He sustains you. He holds you. Because if it wasn't for the Lord, we wouldn't even be here right now. We wouldn't even be doing this Zoom if it wasn't for the Lord. You know, we will be sleeping like the rest of the world is right now. But because he loves us, he has woken us up this morning that we can come here and hear his word and hear his word. And his word today is you're chosen and you are loved. You are not alone. Greater is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. And supernatural strength is coming your way to help you walk through, to help you get to the other side. Because what the Lord has started in you, it will come to be fulfilled. What he has started in your life, in your children, in your marriage, will come to be fulfilled. My brothers and sisters, look what it says. I'm just going to jump, you know, to this verse, verse 13. He says, and he will love you and bless you and multiply you. If you're lacking something today, God is saying he's going to multiply. He's going to meet you. She's going to meet your need. He will also bless the fruit of your womb. Come on, that's children. Our children are a blessing. And I know, I know sometimes, you know, when they get older, they, they go about doing all kind of craziness. But you know what? It says, you know, he will bless them. He will bless the fruit of you. He will bless. Come on. Those children are blessed. They're walking in blessing right now in the name of Jesus. They will come to know him as Lord and Savior. And the fruit of the land, I mean, you know, whatever we have, you know, God's going to bless us. Your grain and your new wine and the oil, you know, that God's increase. God's going to increase what, you know, what we have. God is going to bless us because he, he swore that to our fathers. So God is telling us this morning right here in chapter, in verse 13, you know, that he loves you, that he's going to bless you. You know, he's going to take you beyond where you're at, you know, beyond where you're at, you know, and, and, and it says in your first Corinthians 13, 10, there's no temptations has overtake you such as is coming to men. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted. Whatever it is that we're going through, whatever difficulties that you're going through, you know, God is saying, you know, that he already has made a way. He already has made a way. All we need to do is focus on his word, focus on his word, focus on his word. And I'm going to say it again, focus on his word. And his word says that you are more than an overcomer. His word says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. His word says, 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 I go before you. And if God goes before us, who can be against us? You know, our God will take us by the hand and lead us. He will not allow us to fall. He says, I give my angels charge over you. That's right. I give my angels charge over you. They will take you by the right hand. If you feel that you are walking in slippery ground, the angels are right there to uplift you, to hold you up. And, the, and they are saying, you belong to my father. You belong to the father. Because he, right now, you know, this chapter alone, he says that you are mine. He says that you are chosen. He says that you are loved. Come on now for a Monday morning to get up this morning and start the week just knowing that you are chosen and that you are loved. And that is what God is telling you this morning. So my brothers and sisters, you are in my prayers. Whatever the struggle may be, please just focus on his word. Focus on his word. Because, you know, we have all gone through trials. I was, I was thinking about difficulties this morning as I was finishing off this lesson. And I thought about the last few months, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and you guys, most of you guys already know that, you know, you know I lost my, my, uh, my mother-in-law, you know, and within five months, I lost my mother-in-law, I lost my uncle, and I lost my mom. 
you know, and, and, and you think about it, you know, it was just like, bang, 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 you know, it, it was like, wow, you know, within five months, I lost so many, you know, but yet again, but God, he is faithful, he is faithful, he is faithful, so in the middle of all that, he will give us peace, in the middle of all that, he will give us his strength. He will give us his comfort. So I pray that the comfort of the Lord will surround you, that the comfort of the Lord will embrace you in whatever stage that you're dealing with this morning, you know, that his love will overcome you, that his peace will overcome you, that his comfort will overtake you, that his strength will lift you up and that you, his comfort will just surround you and that you will feel the love of the Lord this morning. Because he says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, and I will never abandon you. So I love you, my brothers and sisters. Please keep your focus. Surrender it to the Lord. Yes, it's hard, but all things are possible for them that believe, and God will take you through it, and God will strengthen you. Supernatural strength comes in those difficult times. And if you don't know what to say, say nada. Say nada. Just surrender it to the Lord. You know, and say, Lord, I thank you that you are with me. I thank you that you go before me. And I thank you that you were says that you will never abandon me, that you will never forsake me, and that you will never leave me. So our Lord is with you this morning. Trust in him. Hold on to him. Because he is the answer to all that we need. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I pray your blessings upon them, Lord God. Even now, Father, that many of them are going through some struggles and difficulties, Father. But there's no temptation, Father, that they cannot overcome. Because you're already there. Your word says that you are with us. Your word says that you will strengthen us. Your word says that you will come for us. So I pray for that over them. That you will just be there with them. That you will just embrace them in your love and in your peace and in your strength, Father. Without you, they cannot do anything. But with you, Father, all things are possible. All things. So I speak life over them. I speak healing over them. I speak, I speak comfort over them, Father. And I thank you for what you're doing and what you have done and what you're going to continue to do in their lives. For the victory is already theirs. The victory is already mine in Christ Jesus so I thank you and I praise you in advance, Father. And Lord, I just lift up a special prayer, Father, to Pastor John and his son, Father. And I thank you for bringing him home to you, O Lord God. I thank you for his salvation, Father. And I know, Father, that you are working in the secret places that we don't know nothing of, Father. But I pray, O Lord God. That you would just make your way, make yourself be known to him, Father, and make yourself be known to us, my Lord, that we can know you better, that we can understand you better. And I thank you because the victory is already ours through Christ Jesus. I praise you and I give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My brothers and sisters, have a blessed week. The best is yet to come. God is in control. Nothing is impossible if you believe. Love you, and I see you soon. God bless.